welcome back to the Emergency Goalies. It's just me and Michael this week. We thank Katie for being on her show last week. And uh, this week, well, the Blackhawks won the first game. After that, uh, the trip through Canada, not very fun. Three straight losses and not really uh, very competitive in those games. But I thought I'd ask you, Michael, what did you think of this week? I think that's a pretty good summation. I you know started off pretty good with that uh, game against Arizona. Uh, you know, obviously those are two teams in the counter Bedard sweep sweepstakes here. And uh, it was a pretty evenly matched game. Uh, Blackhawks eventually came out on top in overtime. The, the one recollection I have of that game is that, um, you know, a lot of the Blackhawks trade assets played really well in that game. And, uh, you know, if the Blackhawks are going to win, that's the type of win you want them to have is, uh, you know, those uh, to, to, to have those type of guys play well. And uh, but, yeah, they were not able to keep that up. It uh, went bad pretty quickly in the uh, Canadian roads trip. Uh Yet another 4-1 loss to Winnipeg. I think that's like the third or fourth time they've beaten us 4-1 or worse. Happy every time. Um, I, I think we've talked about it many times that uh, when the Blackhawks play good teams, uh, a 4-1 score is a pretty good bet. Just seems like a very common occurrence. And uh, yeah, it didn't, didn't get any better. A tough back-to-back with Montreal and Toronto. And... Uh, I thought the Montreal game was one of their worst of the season. Um, they just looked tired and uninterested and uh, played pretty poorly throughout. Uh, they they hung around through the first period, um, got some good saves in the first period. Kind of the goalies uh, kind of kept it in it, kept them in it. But after that, Montreal just you know, pulled away pretty easily. Uh, they responded a little bit against Toronto. I thought they showed um, a lot more want to in that game. We're skating harder, um, generated a few chances here and there, but uh, Toronto got a couple of nice breaks and a couple of nice plays in the first period, um, built up a lead, and you know the Blackhawks are going to struggle to close you know, any gaps that get created against a talented team like that. And they fought pretty hard. Um, I think they got it to within three to two, but again, Toronto pulled away and yeah, you know, just, uh, (laughs) it's the way it's going to go and it's only going to get worse from here probably. And, you know, then the Canadian trip's not even over yet. They still got to go through Ottawa. So, um, it's a tough week. Yep. Yeah, it's just one of those, I guess, you know, if they'd reversed um, those two efforts, if they had had their effort against Toronto, against Montreal, they might have had a shot because Montreal's not as talented, right. but not how it worked. Right, right. Yeah, you know, just uh, the Montreal game was not a fun one to watch. <laughs> it was just an uninspired effort from them. And, you know, Blackhawks cannot compete if they don't yep. bring their A game. 
and yeah. they did not in that game. You, you know, even against the Montreal team, that's not a, a great team at this point. Um, they've got a pretty good core of young talent, though, and um, you know, you give those guys opportunities, they can they can put the puck in the net, and uh, they did. And you know, uh, Blackhawks just they got to work really hard to score goals. And when they don't work really hard, they're going to come up empty handed. And that's what happened against Montreal. I mean, they got shut out and, you know, especially like the third and fourth line, those are all grinder types. Uh, They're not going to score skill goals. They've got to, you know, compete, drive hard to the net, forecheck, back check hard, generate turnovers and, you know, get uh get some odd man opportunities that way or you know force toronto or you know force the other opposing team into a turnover that you know creates a, a chance out in front of the net and they didn't do that and yeah just just a bad game All right so now i guess the big thing i think that i just want to talk about is like you were talking about a bit on twitter just the um the trade markets for Taves and Kane or not like the way this year has gone, it has not been good for those trade markets for sure. No. And I mean, we all knew that this was a possibility um, that even, you know, even if those two had played well, they could always decide that they didn't want to be traded. I mean, those two guys have the no movement clause and they've got all the power in this situation. And, you know, at least with Taves, you know, the the health questions, just how much he had left in the tank, uh, you know, it was it was never, uh, you know, especially considering his contract. You know, it was like, uh, you know, he, the the only way you could see them even getting anything decent was to not only retain half but involve a third team to retain half again. And you know, I, I don't think anybody ever expected the you know a big re- t- trade return from Taves. Um, and just the fact that he's, um, sick again, you know, that doesn't sound like it's related to his previous issues. Um, kind of almost sounds like he's just kind of had a recurring flu. Um, and I, I, I suffered through the same thing in like November and then like a month later in December, I got sick again. And then like a month after that, I got sick again. So I, I, I probably had the same thing he's suffering through and it was, it was pretty hard. So. Um, you know, it, 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 there's still a little bit of time for him to get back on the ice. It sounds like he might play Friday. I, I uh, haven't heard for sure one way or the other. Maybe, maybe uh, they wait until Sunday when they they come back home. Um, and uh, you know, that's still a little bit of time uh, before the trade deadline. And of course, even though I agree with you, and I don't think it is related to the previous thing. It is something that would probably give teams some hesitation. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, could it trigger, you know, something with his previous illness, which I don't even know that is fully understood exactly, you know, or, or you know, even if his doctors do, you know, do do uh, the other teams around the league have a lot of trust in, um, you know, in his ability to hold up, a, you know, a, Endurance has not been a strong suit of Taves uh, since he's returned. Um, he seems to play well in spurts, both, um, you know, 
game wise, but also shift to shift. And even within shifts, uh, he, he doesn't seem to have the ability to, you know, to play for more than like 30 seconds or so before he kind of um, starts lagging behind a little bit. And so, you know, any team that wants like a second line center, that's just not going to be what they're looking for. Um, honestly, I think his best role would be, um, you know, as like a fourth line guy who, you know, could go hard for 10 minutes a night, eight to 10 minutes. A guy and, maybe you um, save for like a big face off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the d- defensive zone draws, you know, he's, it, it, you basically ask him to not spend, you know, spend a lot of energy offensively and concentrate a little more defensively. I think he could still play a, a, a decent role like that. Um, but you know, if you, if I don't think anybody could ask him to be a second line center for, you know, three months um, through a Stanley cup grind, that's something you're going to get anything back for to trade. No, no. Like I said too, cause you got to involve a third team. And so, you know, if you're involved in a third team, you're probably giving away a fourth round pick to, to retain that, that extra salary. And then, you know, maybe you get a third round pick, you know, maybe a second round pick back. So, you know, you're almost like looking more for a trade up of draft pick than, um, you know, just, you know, you got to give away something to add something, I think, with with Taves. Um, with Kane, I think uh, the, the market will be limited in that he's a player that doesn't fit on every line anymore uh you know he's always been only a right winger he's never played left wing so you need to find a a a team that has a hole as you know a top six right winger not a lot of those around um you know and also has to have space for a salary cap hip hit and then also it's got to be a team that Kane wants to go to um so that's a very limited um, subset like, of teams already, and then like you're saying he's just not the cane that could create his own offense. It might be gone. Yes, he is a facilitator for other players at this point. Um, he does not carry the puck well anymore. He does not create space anymore, and when um, opposing teams close down on him he can't control the puck as well as he used to um whether it's a quickness issue or a strength issue or whatever he's he's got to give the puck up a lot quicker or he's he or he uh the other team is able to create turnovers off of him which is not something we're used to seeing um but he can still pass the puck as well as anybody and so if you get him with a couple of good line mates that have some speed and puck retrieval capabilities where they can kind of do a lot of the heavy lifting Kane can still be um you know like a perfect passenger for for that sort of thing where um you know he can distribute the puck from the outside and give give uh talented guys some some clean looks so yeah you know again not a guy you want to you know, put into a first line role. I, I think he's just 
you know, a, a complimentary second line guy at this point. And, you know, again, how much can you get for him? It's not going to be what you could have gotten for him last off season, but yeah, you know, uh, you know, maybe he goes to a team like Edmonton um, where he can play with some of those highly skilled, fast forwards and you know, let them do <laughs> a lot of the puck carrying and then he can just set them up. You know, it's really um, because I, I was thinking about this yesterday after you tweeted that and um, I went and looked it up and he's on pace to score 55 points this season. Mm-hmm. And it's, I looked through the stats. He had one other year he scored 55 points in a season. And it was the strike year. Yeah, I was going to say, was that the 48-game season? <laughs> he had 55 exactly. Yeah. And 68 in the COVID year. Okay. So this is like a just like precipitous drop off. Yeah, you know, and and certainly the talent level around him does play a role in that. Um, but it is also a decline in his own skills. Uh, I think it was even apparent last year where you know we talked about it. You know, he doesn't skate as well. He you know he had lost a step, didn't control the puck as well. But he still had enough talent around him where, you know, they were able to get the puck into the offensive zone. And then once you get it there mm-hmm. and Kane has the puck on his stick, he can still make plays for other people. Yeah. The problem this year is he doesn't have anybody on his lines that can get the puck into the offensive zone for him and play off of him that way. Um, so that's why I was saying, you know, I it, it, you get him to another team – that has those type of players, he can still put up a decent amount of points, but it's just it, the impact and and his ability to carry his line mates is gone. And it's been gone for a while, even though he put up 95 points or whatever it was last year. That's uh, the, it was, he put it up in a different way than he had previously in his career when you could put him with literally anybody and he would score at a point per game. Yes. And it's just one of those things that's just people are saying is he injured or whatever. And I just think it's just you hit that with hockey. It's always, you know, you hit about 30 if you're a forward. Mm-hmm. We have a decline in play. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he slowed down in his 30s. And, you know, is there a, a there seems to be an underlying injury that he's been dealing with for the fast past few years. You know, it really hasn't caused him to miss games. Uh, I, I don't think that's very uncommon for a guy who's played as much as he has to, you know, have a nagging injury sort of thing. But yeah, you know, just uh, he's become a, a limited. He, his effectiveness, his effectiveness is limited to smaller and smaller aspects of the game. That doesn't mean that he's not useful. Doesn't mean that. You know, he's done as a player or anything like that. It just means, you know, he's not the all-star type where he can, you know, create for anybody. That's just not the way he is anymore. And, um, you know, the any trade interest in him will uh, have to be with cognizant of that you know the 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 type of returns that we're going to get for him are not going to be what i think a lot of fans expect 
No, I was going to add, um, there's a guy like an Ovechkin. It shows you how remarkable it is that he was able to adjust and still continue to score at a rate after he, you know, has gotten older and stuff. Just yeah. Like, and, you know, I mean, he's had to adjust his game as well. He's not as physical as he used to be. Um, you know, uh, he always have. You know, he, he's more or less become a shooting, you know, a, a, like just a shooter. Um, oh. And it, Kane has kind of morphed similarly into he's just a passer now. Mm -hmm. um, and there are still uses for that, but it's. You know, you're you're not talking like a about a frontline player anymore. But yeah, it's just one of those things. It's just you know, you get older, and it's just he's mm -hmm. not the only guy he was. And like you said, I mean, obviously, if the Blackhawks had had their way, they would have shipped him out like this past year. But obviously, yeah, you know, you know I mean, it was always his. It was always his right to. You know, stick with his no movement clause, and you know, I'm sure he was hopeful that, you know, something unexpected would happen, or you know, maybe he would wait it out and see whether or not the Blackhawks got Connor Bedard or whatever, or you know, he would have, you know, he might have been thinking too that he would have another season like he had last year, where if he had been putting up those type of numbers, you know, a team like the Rangers wouldn't have trade, you know, it wouldn't have taken. Tarasenko over him. They would have waited for Kane. This year, teams aren't going to be willing to wait for Kane. He's a, I think he's more of a backup plan right now than he is the, oh, we've got to get that guy. You know, yeah. Timo Meyer's out there. He's a much better player than Kane at this point. <laughs> and he's not a pending free agent. Yeah. So, you know, you got teams that are going to give up probably multiple, you know, at least one first round pick, if not, a, you know, two first round picks for that, somebody like that. Yeah, And, you know, there's a couple other guys that I think would be a priority over Kane as well. And so if there's only a certain number of teams that are going to like give up a first round pick, yeah, I, I, there's, I just don't know that you're going to get that up for Kane. And I do think there is at some point, if the returns are not X amount, just I, don't think the, I don't think the Blackhawks would pull the trigger. I think the Blackhawks would prefer to keep Kane yeah. uh, rather than embarrass him. I I, I, I I brought it up with Taves because I thought it was a That's bigger a possibility. Thing. You know, the, the Blackhawks are going to aren't going to trade Jonathan Taves for a fourth round pick. They're they're not going to do that to him. And if the best the Blackhawks can get for Patrick Kane is like a third round pick, yeah, I don't think that they would do that. Yeah, and you know it's one of those. At this point, I think it's more. I'm almost like seventy five percent thinking they're not going to trade Taves. I just don't think. Market's yeah, gonna... I mean, it, I think it's all going to come down to what he looks like in those two home games um, next week. If he looks energized and he comes out and says, "Hey, I think I'm ready, and I want to go somewhere." I think he could get moved, but like I said, the, the returns are not going to be great. Kane, I still think um, mm -hmm. his preference, I think at this point, I, I think he's come to the realization that he wants to go somewhere. Yeah. But I just, I, I don't know how many teams are actually going to be able to pull that or, or are going to be willing to pull the trigger on that. Yeah. 
So, but he can't be having he can't be having fun. Right? I don't. It doesn't seem like it now. Um, you know, and I I I think that is part of it. Whoever you know, any any team that would be willing to take on either of those two guys, you're betting on you're rolling the dice a little bit and you're betting that, you know, you get them into a little better environment you get them a little happier. They, you get the competitive juices flowing a little bit. Maybe they've got a little bit more left in the tank than what they've been showing in Chicago. Yep. You know, it's, it's, it's hard, you know, it's, uh, talked about like the endurance for Taves, you know, it, it's hard to, at, at their age to, to get motivated for a mid January game when you're 30 games under 500. I mean, honestly, it's hard to motivate to watch them. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and there, it's it's draining watching them. I can only imagine playing um, where you're, you know, you're always three goals down and that sort of thing. So, yeah. Um, and again, too, you know, Kane's playing a first line role with the Blackhawks. Taves is playing a second line role with the Blackhawks. You're going to be moving those guys down a, at least one line in. Taves's case and definitely one line in Kane in Kane's place. I mean, you know, like I said, Kane put him on the second line right wing. I think he can still be productive. Taves, maybe you could play him on a third line if he actually does get re-energized a little bit. If not, you're looking at more of like an eight to ten minutes on a fourth line. Yep. All right. So I guess now we can move ahead to the week ahead. And as you were saying, these two uh, home games that might be uh, very telling. Yeah. And I think, you know, uh, like I said, Ottawa still, they still got to travel to Ottawa tomorrow. And then, yeah, they come back next week in Chicago against Toronto and against Vegas, you know, two good teams. Those are going to be probably some pretty ugly games. Um, But I would imagine the UC is going to be rocking a little bit just for the fact that it could potentially be the final two games for Taves and Kane in Chicago. So those I think will be very close to sellouts, if not actual sellouts, um, especially the Toronto game. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a fan base that, that travels pretty well. So between the the Hawks fans wanting to see Kane and Taves one more time and the Maple Leafs fans, I think that'll, most definitely be a sellout yeah and then uh you know tuesday night games that was that's a little bit more difficult but um yeah i think uh the building should have a little energy hopefully the team comes out with some energy um i don't care how energized they are they're, they're far less talented than either of those teams so i'm not really expecting victories but um certainly i would like to see more competitive hockey than what they showed against montreal sure. um and then yeah, the the following game though, they because they they play Vegas in Chicago on Tuesday, then they got to travel to Dallas and the second half of a back to back Wednesday. Yeah, you know, I think the year there's a big threat of a huge letdown in energy yeah. um, coming out of the the, the building, and you know, those two guys potentially last game in Chicago, and then you got to travel and play. A first place team in Dallas. Yeah, I just the, the, that could be a complete and utter blowout. It's actually so. a pretty uh pretty brutal week. Yeah, you know this uh, February is back to back 
month for the Blackhawks. Uh, they play three sets, or no, four sets of back-to-back. And, you know, two of them were just this past week. And now um, they've got two more coming up, one next week and one the following week. Um, you know, the Blackhawks have had, had a lighter schedule there for a while, but, you know, it's uh, it's brutal the rest of the way just with the back-to-backs and the, the amount of road games. It's going to be just a real tough grind, especially if they end up losing a bunch of guys at the deadline. Yeah. All right, well, on that happy note, it is what it is. I mean, mm-hmm. nothing you can say, but um, we will be back and see, you know, how the markets develop or Cave and Taves. See yeah, I mean, I'd like to see them jump the market a little bit. Um, you know, Kane and Taves, I think if they get moved, those they're not going to get moved until the actual deadline day. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe a move like McCabe or, yeah. you know, Domi or something. I'd like to see them kind of get going on that. Although I do think McCabe is getting held up by uh, 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 Chitrin and uh, Carlson. Because, again... And just like Kane, where you got like Timo Meyer out there, yeah, McCabe's not McCabe's not the first choice for anybody. Yeah. All right. Well, we will be here to cover it. And Michael on Twitter, MJ underscore Ernst. I'm STH85. You can subscribe on the Apple Podcast app or Spotify. And yep, we'll be back. And hopefully, Black Ice can get a win or two. And as always, thank you for listening.